0: Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron here with Biblical Archaeology Today. We're so thankful you have chosen to be with us. As your host today, we're going to be looking at Kidron, the Valley of Kidron. And we're going to start out at Wikipedia, and then we're going to go over to the archaeological supplement of the Thompson Chain Reference Bible. A lot of things on Wikipedia, not on... In the Thompson chain so Wikipedia the Hebrew name Kidron is derived from the root Kadar to be dark and may be meant in the context as dusky in Christian tradition the similarity between the Greek word for cedar and the Greek name for the valleys used in the Septuagint Kidron has led to the Kidron Valley being wrongly called the Valley of Cedar so it really means dusky not cedars also it's the Valley of Jehoshaphat. The Hebrew Bible talks of the Valley of Jehoshaphat, Emek-Yoshaphat, meaning the valley where Yahweh shall judge. Not all scholars agree with the traditional view that the Kidron Valley is the valley situated between Jerusalem and the Mount of Olives to the east, is the location of the Valley of Jehoshaphat. The Kidron Valley was not associated with the Valley of Jehoshaphat until the 4th century AD, making this identification somewhat uncertain. So, since no actual valley of this name is known to pre-Christian antiquity. Biblical commentator Adam Clark claims that the Valley of Judgment is a symbolic place. Also, the King's Garden and King's Valley. In the times of the Old Testament kings, the Kidron Valley was identified with, at least in part, the King's Garden. The kings owned the land in the area. That the Upper Kidron Valley was also known as the King's Valley, in which Absalom set up his monument or pillar, see 2 Samuel 1818. Is problematic. The Bible does not make this identification explicit and the association can be ad- inferred as associated with Enrogel which is farther down the Kidron Valley de- uh, towards the desert. The name King's Valley may be derived from its location just east of the Palace of David in the city of David on the western slopes of the Kidron Valley and south of where the platform was built. So, so much biblical archaeology and scriptural uh, themes are just found here. Let's keep reading a little bit. Monumental tombs. Three monumental tombs on the eastern side of the Kidron Valley are among the most well-known landmarks of ancient Jerusalem. These are, from north to south, the so-called Tomb of Absalom, which rises in front of the so-called cave or tomb of Jehoshaphat, the correctly named Tomb of Benel-Hazor, and the so called tomb of Zechariah, which could likely be the nefesh of the Tomb of Hizor. And a Nef a Nefish, excuse me, is a Semitic monument placed near a grave, has to be seen from afar. And some in Petra, I'm looking at several examples of that. They are just absolutely beautiful. Absalom's tomb consists of two parts. First, a lower cube hewn out of the bedrock, decorated with engaged Ionic columns, bearing a Doric frieze, and crowned by an Egyptian cornice. This part of the monument contains a small chamber with an entrance into acrosolia, arched funeral niches, and constitutes the actual tomb. A second part, built of ashlars, is placed on top of the rock-hewn cube. It consists of a square pedestal carrying a round drum. It continues on describing it. It says literally the word nefesh means soul, but in a funerary context it's the term applied to a form of funerary monument. In descriptions of the tombs of the Jewish nobility, the pyramid shape has also emphasized the mark of a tomb. This would imply that nefesh and pyramid were synonymous. The Jewish tombs in the Kidron Valley are the best examples of this form of nefesh. And they are just absolutely gorgeous, once again. If you see photos, you may just want to Google that. And in the Hebrew Bible, it was in this valley where King Jehoshaphat is thought to have overthrown the enemies of Israel. King David fled through the Kidron Valley during the rebellion of Absalom. And chapters 29, 30, 31 of Second Chronicles cover King Hezekiah's call for the sanctification of the ministers of the Lord the purification of unclean things, and an invitation to all Israel and Judah to celebrate Passover in Jerusalem. During the reforms of King Hezekiah around 700 BC, as part of the ritual cleaning cleaning of the temple, the priests removed the unclean items from the inner part of the temple to the courts, and the Levites carried the unclean items to Wadi Kidron. The book of Joel mentions that God will assemble all nations in the valley of Jehoshaphat. In the Gospels, Jesus Across the valley many times, traveling between Jerusalem and Bethany. The valley contained the Garden of Gethsemane, where Jesus prayed the night before he was executed. The name Kidron was mentioned in John 18.1. Also, another fascinating thing is the Akaldama tombs, you know, of Acts 1. Akaldama, the field of blood. The Akaldama tombs were discovered in 1989 at the confluence of the Kidron and Hinnom valleys. Hinnom is kind of symbolic, a little bit of hell. South of Jerusalem's old city and were excavated and published by archaeologists Gideon Avni and the Zevi Greenit. In 1989, the Jerusalem municipality conducted routine development work in the area. Upon widening a narrow street near one of the approaches to the Silwan village, bulldozers uncovered a number of square openings hewn into rock. The IAA, the Israel Antiquities Authority, immediately stopped the road construction. After uncovering the underground spaces, archaeologists found themselves standing inside large burial complexes, which appeared intact. Moving carefully from one chamber to another, flashlights revealed an abundance of artifacts scattered on the floors, pottery and glass vessels, oil lamps, many ornamental ossuaries or burial bone boxes. The three large caves proves to be part of an extensive Jewish burial ground and used at the end of the Second Temple period, which terminated in the year 70 AD. So you can see a lot of archaeology there. Now let's go to the Thompson Chain. See what it tells us about Kidron. The Valley of Kidron rises north of Jerusalem in an insignificant depression known as Wadi el jaz After flowing in an easterly direction for half a mile, it circles and takes a course southward, passing between the eastern wall of Jerusalem and the Garden of Gethsemane. It passes through the King's Vale and the King's Garden to finally join with the Valley of Hinnom at the well in Rogel. So you kind of see it's like a puzzle piece. These two uh, articles really go together. Excavations show that as much as 70 to 80 feet of rubbish have accumulated the valley, and that the bed of the stream has been pushed eastward as much as 70 feet in places. is not surprising, however, one considers the many times the rubbish from the city and portions of the wall have been rolled into this valley. So again, just shows the historical nature of the Bible, its geographical accuracy, Jesus passed through there many times, where the Garden of Gethsemane was, Valley of Jehoshaphat, tombs of, uh, you know, the kings and chaldamon and and different things such as that. So, fascinating place. I love biblical archaeology. I hope you do as well. So, tomorrow we're going to be looking at Kiriath Sefer. We hope you will join us. That's the city of the scribe. And uh, we'll just look at some fascinating things about that. You may want to make a journal or notebook about things you learn every day. Before you know it, you're going to have a power-packed evidentiary library of things about the Bible that people just won't know. You'll be able to share a lot of knowledge and a lot of and still a lot of confidence in the Bible and people. Join us at YouTube and Facebook at New Life of Albany, Georgia, newlifeofalbany.com as well. And please, please subscribe, share, and pray. And consider joining with us in the ministry. Go to newlifeofalbany.com, press donate. God bless. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Amen.